Hi, this is Charles Wiz, Tony Silva, and the usual two guys doing our Two Teachers Talking podcast, where Tony and I talk about what we don't know, really, or actually, yes, we talk about what we don't know about teaching, education, being in Japan, being educators in Japan, working in universities, and all the myriad things that go along with that. And today, Tony, I guess we're kind of in the tablet versus PC wars, kind I think, of. I think so, yeah, skirmishes. Skirmishes. It's like a skirmish, a scrimmage. It's a. It's not really a battle because it's just really differences of opinions, kind of, or talking about different uses. Hmm. So, for those of you who don't know, Tony and I kind of have been going back and forth. I have been um, using a iPad Pro kind of as a primary machine for about a year now, or trying to use the iPad Pro as a primary machine and exploring that and seeing how it works. And Tony, you have continued to stay with your macbook air right i've come to use my again i've come to continue using my macbook i have tried um a number of times to work with it not an ipad pro just a regular old ipad um to work exclusively with the ipad in the in the classroom and for me it i I can't i can use it as a supplemental device but i can't use it as my primary at all at all And we should really point out that the two people in the world who seem to be the experts on this, right, are... Um, not you and I, you're talking about. Not you and I, <laughs> definitely. No, I'm, I think I'm the expert at being incompetent at using these things. Mm. But Federico Vitici, is it right? That's right. It's, it's uh, Actually, it's Federico, which I... Federico, I not Federico. Yeah, it's it's Federico Vitici yeah. and I always, always... <laughs> Fraser Spears. Fraser Spears. Um, who really seem to be these iPad guru, iOS gurus. Um, yeah. Federico is the editor and the founder of Mac Stories, and uh, Fraser Spears is an educator who just really, really knows a lot and seems to be working in a great school that has a lot of tech support. But if you really want to know what's going on with the iOS and how to make use of it, we'll uh, provide you some links to uh, find them and look them up. But, right, so Tony, you actually have tried to use the iPad and just find that it's just, you end up defaulting back to, you know, the regular Mac, the PC. And so I guess what we're going to do is kind of explore when it works, when it doesn't work, when it's a better opportunity to use one machine versus the other, one kind of machine versus the other. How does that sound to you? Yeah, that makes makes most sense. Maybe go through, like, I don't know, um, task by task or function by function, what, you know, a teacher might do or encounter in the teacher room classroom situation and the advantages and disadvantages of the device of each of the devices and in each of those instances i guess that's a good way to go yeah yeah and i I should point out that unfortunately neither machine will do what i wanted to do which is to completely teach my classes for me (laughs) well then you'd be at a job wouldn't you (laughs) don't care for what you ask for (laughs) i just i just have to make it five more years six Mm. more years and i'm okay and i'm set but all right, so let's start. So the areas we could look at, um, and that we don't have to do them in any particular order. But I'm thinking that there are is like um, in class um, management things. So let's start with that. Okay. All right. Um, I know a lot of teachers will use spreadsheets to take attendance. Um, and what do you think? You think an iPad in that situation? A tablet is better than a computer or a computer? Which way would you go? Well, I have gone gone back to or I have continued to use my MacBook Air. I did try to use the iPad uh, uh, for attendance once when I left my MacBook at home for reasons I don't remember. Um, but I found it really difficult. Um, again, it's not, the, it's not the Pro, so the screen's smaller. It's like what, nine and a half inches. But with the spreadsheet and the the text at the size that I could read it comfortably, once that keyboard popped up, I could see maybe three or four lines. Okay, that makes complete sense. And it's like oh, and then jug and you know talk about like one advantage of the, of the iPad in any classroom situation is, it, is the mobility. You're able to walk around, right. hold it in your hand, but. Juggling a spreadsheet with a, the iPad in one hand and trying to manipulate the cells and writing the text on, I, I couldn't do it. 
I couldn't. And I do think it. that's that's a good that's a good point. On the twelve point nine inch, it's a lot easier. It's not that much of a problem, especially if you go into portrait view, um, and you can move you know your your columns over. But that's a good point because actually walking around the classroom with an iPad takes a little getting used to because you think you're going to drop it. And that's you know, you're talking about <laughs> dropping a pretty expensive piece. It's a big of kit drop, there. yeah. It's a big drop. Yeah. The big advantage there is just the fact that you have the mobility; you can move around the room. So it might not be the best thing for attendance, but it is very, very nice for checking homework without having to make the students get up and bring you their homework and it lets you walk around the room. So that I think it has an advantage, but the disadvantage you pointed out is valid. So I think this only works if you have the larger iPad. And it um, might make more sense in a small class. The, the class size might make a difference too, right? Mm. If you got a, cl a class with uh, only 10 students, um, well, the, the whole moving around thing is a very, it's a whole different dynamic. But I think the iPad lends itself uh, a lot more readily to that kind of situation than when you've got classes like of 30 or 40. Okay. So that's a good way to look at it. I think that overall, I'd probably tilt a little bit more towards the PC, the traditional computer, the laptop, just for ease, you know, screen size manipulating the spreadsheets, mm -hmm. so to speak. But... um. The mobility is a very, very nice point. Checking homework, kind of like that, especially if the students have uploaded homework. Mm -hmm. Then you can just put it on the screen and show them what they're doing. Okay, so we can say that there's winner is laptop. With spreadsheets, I think, yeah. With spreadsheets. Mm -hmm. What about Any other areas where you could see that there would be an advantage to using a tablet? Any other apps while you're doing any classroom management issues? Well, that's the question. Schedule. That's the question for you. What do you? I mean, because you use it more, right? So, hey, well, that's the other thing. So, let's see. Um, I just use it to play games. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else? What else do we do in class? Games are better on iOS. In class, <laughs> um, so I think mm. the attendance you talked about. You talked about checking. You talked about checking homework, right? And um, um, using things like uh, Socrative. Um, other kind of like on-the-fly type scoring or interactive type things where you've got the students logging into a site of some kind and either yeah, you're I, looking you're looking at the results or you're you're sharing the results. I think that that kind of dynamic might be better with a, a tablet. Well, either you're talking about two different things here. The checking of homework, for example, is really nice because what you can do is you can bring up a student's homework. And um, I ask students, for example, submit something in a PDF form. So rather than getting something in a Word document, I get in a PDF. And there are enough PDF apps that allow you to annotate mm. the PDF. But are, so are you doing this in class? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So the students, you know, they've I, we've talked about this before. I have my students submit their homework upload their homework to me. So what I can do is I can say, hey, check this on your homework, and I draw it on the iPad or I circle it and mark it, and then the student has to get the, has their homework out, and then they're marking directly onto their paper. So they're actually doing work. There's some listening going on. There's, right, they're having to pay attention. And instead of me marking and doing all the work for them, they have to transfer what they see onto their own paper. And in that sense, that's really something you couldn't really do with a PC very easily. But you're while walking you're, around. Are you oh, while walking around? Okay. Right. This is not being hooked up to. You're a not projector. on a projector. You're doing right. it which is why students. I wanted to separate that from the, something like Socrative mm. or Google Forms, for example, where you're in, in a situation where you've done a projector. You're using a projector. Then it's a different story. But when I want to walk around the room and I want to work with students independently, let's say while the rest other students are on tasks, then it's just a really really good way. It's really good um, getting off site, just kind of going off the deep end here it's really really nice for correcting um, for writing classes sure because what you're doing is you tell the students you better take really good notes you better follow me because once I move remove you know to go to the next student this information is gone so I'm not marking up their paper directly and again they're taking notes and I seem to it results in better uptake I think but going to the other situation when you're using something like Socrative, and this actually came from um, God, somebody talked about 
plugging in their phone into the projector and then using the iPad as the remote control for the phone. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. And that was Teddy Savalas, I think. We heard about him on um, the right Power Mac users. Mac Power users. There was there was a podcast that uh, yes, talked a great yes, deal he, about, about. Yeah, it was really interesting what he does. His presentations and things. Right. Yeah. So when it comes to presentations, if I have the iPad and for a while I was hooking it up to an Apple TV, I was connecting the projector to the Apple TV, and that's great because that gives you complete mobility. And then it's really nice to work with any of the presentation software, whether it's um, um, Keynote or that other thing, PowerPoint, PowerPointless. But that I prefer because it's easier to work with, it's easier to manipulate, and whenever I want to, if I have to annotate anything on directly onto a slide, for example, that's really nice. I think that's a, probably a, a solid advantage for the iPad, the iPad or a tablet, as the, as the... With the Apple Pencil. As the remote... <laughs> And yeah, right, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> and so oh, as sorry. a as a re, as a remote control for a uh, slide presentation, I think that really is something that very few people do, and I think it's really though it's a very slick way to do it. And as the actual the device that's like feeding the projector, it could be the phone or it could be your PC. It doesn't need to right. be the phone, right? But the the reverse, where you're actually using the iPad as the controller, um, gives you a whole lot more options, and it's just so much easier to do because you know, fat fingers and all. But um, and you also you have different things on the screen. So and you just said if you if you if you also have the pencil, you can do the annotations really nicely. Right. That's it's, that's sweet. Yeah, that's a really the annotation big advantage of the tablets. It, it really is nice because I think what would happen is um, before Tony, I think we've talked about this where you get a student's paper and then you project it onto the whiteboard and then you do your editing on the whiteboard directly. Mm. Now what happens is I can edit directly onto the iPad using the Apple Pencil and it, it's pretty good actually. Mm -hmm. You can really write and students can get us. Well, my handwriting so bad it doesn't make a difference. But that's just something I couldn't do with a PC. Mm -hmm. I couldn't be annotating. So for writing classes when you have 10, 15, 20 students and you want to get feedback to them, especially when you're doing peer editing and we're working together on looking at a paper, then it's it's really, there's no question to me, it's a flat-out win for the tablet. Mm. Okay, so let's say, what about Socrative? Have you tried Socrative with your iPad? I don't think it's a question of Socrative. I think it's it's a, it's a question of those, those kinds of activities. Those kinds Something of activities, but it depends what you're doing. If they're just taking tests, like for example, a quiz or a test, then it's a wash. It really doesn't make a difference. However, if you're uh, doing some kind of interactive um, questionnaire, feedback, comment type thing, um, uh, again, it, I think it's. The difference is, I think you can do it very easily with with a with a PC at your desk. But I think being able to do it as you walk around the room, and um, you have you know either whether or not you're feeding the image to a projector or not, looking at and being having the tablet and being able to walk around the room uh, adds an, uh, that extra dimension of interactivity with the students. So. Well, the whole class might be, um, you know, voting yay or nay or writing their own comments or whatever it might be. You also are walk, can be walking around. You have access to um, that process, you know, dynamic in real time, um, as well as anything else. And while you're walking, when you know the kid doesn't understand something, you can just point to the to okay, this is what people are talking about, and the reason they're talking about this is because flip, 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 <laughs> and you show them something else that's on your tablet. Um, that I think can be really well. So it's it's not a question of Socratic itself. It's just a question of what you're doing with it and how and why. If you're doing a regular test, the PC is fine. Either one is is exactly the same. Doesn't make a difference. You're you're pretty much out of the loop, right? You just the kids have the address. They're 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 working with whatever form you've given them, and that's it. But if you're doing something in real time, something dynamic. Uh, you get a class size that makes it practical for you to walk around and, and uh, work with them. The obviously, anytime you've got that that kind of um, 
interactivity, walking around the classroom, the tablet's going to be the, the best device for it. Mm. I think. A, yeah. That's a, can't really add anything to that. I think you got that. Yeah. Okay. And so, so kind of the same thing. It's like, you know, the other things that we do in class is like, you know, we hook something up and we're showing something on a projector, whether it's a, a YouTube video, um, the PDF, or whether it's a, you know, a slide, a set of slides, PowerPoint or, uh, or Keynote, something else. Again, we talked about the value of the of the um, the tablet as a, as a controller, but actual mechanics of it, it it's pretty much a wash. Sharing websites, photos, kind of the same thing. You got a big class, you hooked up to projector, it's the same thing. You can walk around the classroom. You you got to you know, especially you've got like a a bigger tablet like an iPad or like the, the, the uh, notebooks from Microsoft, which are quite can be quite large. Um, if you're walking around the classroom, if you get a small class, um, you don't need the projector at all. I mean, if you're walking around with a 12-inch screen, flat 12-inch tablet, <clears throat> if you've only got 12 or 15 kids, um, you don't need a projector. You know, the, you, that that direct interaction with the kids, I think, is much more effective. So, um, projector, a wash. Walking around the classroom, the tablet. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's an area you want to talk about next? Oh, uh, let's see. Um, how about, okay, working um, in a situation with, in a classroom without an internet connection? Computer. <laughs> <laughs> and that for me, that for me is like okay. maybe like the deal breaker because, um, you know, five different schools and at, let's see. Now it's two. Um, two of the schools, I do not have an internet connection in my classrooms. 2017, Japan. Two of my schools, I teacher does not have an internet connection in the classroom. So I'm, I'm, I, I rely on my, my tethering through my phone at my, at my own expense. But um, not everybody is willing to make that commitment sacrifice whatever um and there's just a lot of times when whether it's in a teacher's room or in the classroom itself i don't i'm not connected to that i need my stuff <laughs> i gotta have all my stuff you'll be hooking up to like a you know my server and my cloud services or even if i was running a server out of my house where everything is and i've got yeah that, that, that sexy cool little and it doesn't really matter that, that little new macbook that tiny tiny little 12 inch wafer thin little thing it ain't going to do it for me. I, I got, you know, my, my MacBook Air. I threw in a one terabyte SSD. I walk into the classroom. If I can't connect to the internet, I've got everything there. I've got all my music. I've got all my videos. I've got all my uh, downloaded YouTube videos for the classroom. I've got my PDFs of textbooks. I've got ebooks. I've got everything is on that machine. And... At the same time, okay, with, with that, and again, and again, we're getting into like a, a different situation. I, I got the, I've got all that stuff on my MacBook, my MacBook Air, my aging MacBook Air. Um, but that also means that I can use my iPad to connect to my MacBook and have access to all those files too. Mm. So the, um, this is not an either or, but this is both and. Um, best of both worlds where the macbook on the teacher's desk is the server essentially and then you use walking around the classroom with your uh, ipad to share data that's on the macbook whatever that is whether it's a uh, you know, photographs or a slideshow or or anything else um, and with the tethering then you're connected to the internet too so you have that same kind of interactivity so now we got this this big chain but um, it can be done. So this is not one of those tablet versus P things, PC things at the final end, but in terms of number of steps, um, when you don't have an internet connection, the tablet's not a solution. Mm. Yeah, there is. My general sense is that for a tablet to work, the iOS, and again, we're just, anyone who's listened to our podcast for a while knows that we are Mac, Apple, people and we're not really talking that much about um 
for example, the Microsoft, what is it, the uh, Surface? Not the Surface, I forget what surface. it's called. Surface, yes, the Surface. Is it the Surface? Yeah. And those are just basically tablet versions of the Windows operating system. So whereas Apple, the mobile system is different from the hmm. desktop um, laptop system. So I just want to remind people that, you know, please don't get upset that we're not talking or directing ourselves towards Microsoft products. But the iOS seems to be primarily or to a high degree um, requires a internet connection. I know that my iPad does not have a lot of stuff on it because I'm using Dropbox or Box or other kinds of cloud services. And it's been nice not having to download a lot of stuff, so there's a lot of freedom there. But there is, a, um, until now, I think, the new iPad Pros have 256 gigabytes of storage. So then it's finally getting up to a reasonable place where you don't have to worry about you know not being able to download all your things and being able to have a lot of stuff there. Um, so that's okay. Um, but without a connection, it would be... A, there's just some times where you, I do something on the iPad and it says you're not connected to the internet. And I don't understand why it's doing that. It just because in, intuitively I feel that, wait, this isn't, doesn't require an internet connection, but it mm. seems to be doing that. Mm. So, yeah, if you do not have an internet connection, having that complete all-in-one, all-encompassing, all-my-stuff-on-one-machine is a much better feeling. Yeah, I think that's that's very very true. And I should probably also mention too that like I, what I, what everything that I've said, and I think kind of in our in discussion, it comes with the mindset where you have uh, a tablet with without cellular service, right? Because yeah, right. you get just, you know, you just a Wi-Fi connected. But you know, deep pockets. Um, you know, if you've got the the extra money for like for a tablet with a cellular connection, that all that's moot. You always so have we rename you, you always have an internet connection. So we should rename our podcast to two not deep pocketed teachers talking. Yeah, it's probably it probably covers most of us. <laughs> most of us, right. But there's not a lot of teachers I know who are deep pocketed. Okay. So the other thing, caveat here that we have to add is that we're also or I'm also specifically talking about having a tablet and having a Bluetooth keyboard or some other kind of keyboard that can be used with the tablet so that you have the freedom to kind of do this hybrid kind of thing. Everything changes once you remove that. So that's something, especially when you start talking about using the device for pr productivity. Okay. So we, I think... We're still in the classroom, so we'll get to that, uh, the other thing. But then, so, and you say, yeah, with, with the Bluetooth keyboard, so they, okay, so now I've got my tablet... And I've got the keyboard, and I look at that with one eye, and I look at the other side. My other eye, I'm looking at the MacBook Air. It's like, hmm, <laughs> which which set of things do I want to carry to class? Well, right? you can get you can get the integrated cover keyboard, mm -hmm. All right? Um, and you know, maybe you know, this is really maybe it's a really fair time. You know, to you have to point out that I think once you get an iPad Pro, you get a cover, you get a keyboard, okay. You're getting pretty close to a MacBook in terms of weight. Yeah, very. Yeah, I think so. It might be it's that a, might weigh more than the, the, the little <laughs> the little MacBook that they. You have. know, I've been trying. What I've been trying to find out is what's the complete weight of a MacBook, for example, including the charger. Ah, okay. <laughs> now here's the big difference. Okay, so this is something that actually would make a difference to some people. If I'm Taking, um, I can just take a little USB charger, right, that plugs into the wall, and I have one from, um, I'll plug the company Anchor, makes some very inexpensive, high-quality devices. They but make it good has stuff, like, don't they? I, I yeah. have their stuff, too. Yeah, yeah good cables. Um, cables are much better than the standard stock cable Apple gives you. Yeah, Anchor, A-N-K-E-R, -E -E right. And very nice customer service. Very, very, very nice customer service. And I can get a charger that has, let's say, three ports. And what that means is that I have one charger for my iPad Pro, for my iPhone, and for um, the um, the mobile, what is it? I, I'm brain dead here. The mobile wireless link router. And so now I don't have to take a separate charger for all those things. So that's a little bit of weight saving. It's one less device sure. to think about. So there is are some advantages in terms of weight, 
um, when you go that route. Um, what kind of battery life are you getting, by the way, with your laptop? It's not enough that you can actually feel secure in leaving your house without the AC adapter, right? No, because cause I have three or four classes each day, and uh, there's yeah, there's just too great a risk that I'll run out of power. But I, I just replaced the battery in my MacBook Air because it's it's like it's old, right? It's a, it's 2012. It's it's five years old. Um, with the new battery, heavy use, I think I can get maybe five or six hours. Heavy use, real heavy. Yes, yeah. That it's, means it's always on. You're using it. It's plugged it's into connected. a projector. Yeah, it's on. The screen is bright enough that these old eyes can see it, and it, it's connected. Yeah. So, and not not, not doing any kind of um, battery saving strategies, right? Okay. So here's an advantage of a of the iPad over the battery, laptop. Battery life. It, oh, absolutely. Is yeah. battery life is a little bit better. But I can also take a portable battery with me and charge my iPad. Mm, okay. It's a big help. Mm. And um, once again, thank you, Anchor. <laughs> I, have, I have a battery. Um, and it's also just for, and by the way, for everybody out there and anyone living in Japan where you're living in an earthquake area, you really do want to get some kind of battery, portable USB battery, so that should you not have access to electricity in an emergency situation, you still have the ch opportunity to recharge your your device. Um, but I can just take that, and mine is good for basically two charges of an iPad Pro. Mm. Mm. So there are a lot of days where I'll feel like, you know, there's no need for me to even take the charger. And again, the battery works for my phone and it works for the mobile router rather than, again, having just a AC adapter that can only charge my computer. So there are certain advantages that yeah. way. Yeah, 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 portability for sure. And the battery life is really nice. Mm. Um, again, back into the classroom with um, other things that teachers might do. And again, this this um, feeds from that idea of mobility in the classroom itself. Um, I don't do this that much of it, but I know some teachers do. Um, recording students' voices or recording student videos, right? So students doing a presentation, um, and if you're doing it like multiple things at the same time, you know, walking around the classroom doing things, um, you you very likely might do this with your phone, but uh, without a phone, you can also do this with um, a tablet. Much harder to do with with a with a PC. Uh, and uh, we're not talking about phones too much, and maybe that's it's a topic for another time. But there are teachers also that um, have worked things out so that they do most of this these kinds of tech things with their phones and not with um, uh, a tablet or a, or a PC, and they maybe just go to classroom with just their phones. And uh, some things, yeah, of course, like a spreadsheet, that's pretty much out of the question. But um, a lot of the other things, especially if you're feeding through a projector and things, um, that's maybe something we want to discuss at another time. It's like how much can you actually do with just a phone? Actually, <clears throat> yeah, right. That would be a separate thing, and yeah. um, I'm, I've been tempted to try to do that. To see Start with I the ultimate get... ultimate portability and mobility, right? <laughs> well, they, they have the power. <laughs> yes, well, they know, do. It's, it's really they're getting, powerful they're getting crazy enough. powerful. Right. And we should also mention, I think, that when this podcast comes out, iOS 11 will be out. Oh, it's already out, bud. It's already out. That's right. Yeah, it's... Okay. <laughs> I've been using it. I've been using it. <laughs> well, you've been in the beta, right? I had the beta, and that allowed me to download the so release know, a little yeah. earlier. Yeah. I just wasn't sure whether or not the... Um, Everybody had access to it. No, it's not, and it's a it's a it's a big change for for the iPad users. Yes, because um, the multi the multitasking and being able to do more than one things and have more than one things on your screen and move things from one application to another will make a big difference in in productivity uh, if you've been using an iMac. I mean, an iPad. Right. And it's especially for the iPad. But there's one thing that translates to even the phone. And this is very, very nice. I used it for the first time the other day. Is the new, um, Notes now has a document scan function. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can set it to automatic. And once you get the document set, so you can take a picture of a student's work yep. and then immediately have it up on the board. 
Yep. And then you can annotate. It allows yep. you to annotate it. And that, to me, is one of those real nice advantages because before what I'd have to do is I'd have to take a picture, I'd have to put the picture and then turn it somehow into a PDF or annotate, right? But now what you just do is you just scan it. It's intermittent, mm -hmm. automatically is annotatable, editable. You can mark it. It's markable. It's great. That, and, for, and for that, either a phone or a tablet would be far superior to the... the although the tablet's a little bit easier if you're trying to mark up the document. Right. Because you have only finger access. Right. Whereas, again, you can use the Apple Pencil. And, you know, um, I should just mention that I do use the Apple Pencil a lot. And it's not for really drawing, but I really do use it just for accessing the iPad. But when I'm marking things, that's when it's really, really great. Underlining things, making quick notes, handwritten notes, etc. It's really, really very, very convenient. Yeah, and just just to mention, you've got the Pro that uh, that utilizes the Apple Pencil, but the, for the rest of us who are in the lower rungs of iPad ownership, there's also uh, various styluses that are useful for what you're talking about. They're but may not, not they're not they're not here. great. They're not they're not. But you they, they're they, usable. They're usable, they're usable, right? Right. I think I have like a bamboo. What's it? Um, I'm just looking at it. It's uh, a Wacol <clears throat> bamboo or something. I forget, and um, it has a little rubber tip at the end. Yeah, and it's very unsatisfactory. It's usable, but it's... It's, it's good for poking things on the iPad. <laughs> a lot, a lot less way, good you, for writing or For example, it. it's really nice for getting to a cell. And by the way, going back, I forgot to mention that. The one advantage for a tablet over a PC when you're working on um, spreadsheets is you just have to poke the cell to select the cell rather than having to go to the trackpad. So... I just when yeah, you talked yeah. about the pen. So, right. So there are certain things. So a lot of it so far, though, it seems to be that the theme here is that if you're moving around a lot in a classroom and you want to have a device with you, mm. and given then, the tablet's really, really useful, I think. And I think it's, um, it's a big enough thing that um, that it's actually a... Uh, I'm trying to avoid the cliches, but it kind of it's, it's kind of a game changer. It's um, it's a device or it that offers um, a certain set of advantages or certain possibilities that actually didn't exist before, and it's a something that will cause you to, will force you to kind of or hopefully rethink what you do in the classroom and how you do it and i open up all kinds of new ways of doing things and doing things that you couldn't not only how you do the things that you do but also being able to do things that you could not do before um yeah i don't i don't like again like my stance is that yeah my tablet is not going to replace my pc in the classroom but there's a whole lot of times where i lug them both with me to school because right. I know that the, that the, I can do things with that tablet that I couldn't do otherwise. And there's an important point to make here. And um, Mac Power Users, the guy David Sparks, mentioned this. And it's a really good point. I think some other people have mentioned it also. Which is that you cannot expect um, an iOS device to do what your regular Apple device does without rethinking your workflows and rethinking how you interact with the device. Now, with iOS 11 and the ability to do semi-multitasking and have two windows open, for example, or two apps open side by side and being able to drag things up and together. And a very it, high it level of finger really, dexterity. <laughs> yeah, it, may, it really does make a difference there, and it's really helpful. But it's still not the same thing. You cannot have five windows, five apps open or five different windows available um, while you're doing something. But, for example, what came up in iOS 10 before, and it's getting much better now, is the fact that you can have, um, you can do what you did on the computer, which is you're reading an article, and I'm making a list of vocabulary. And before, that was just something you couldn't do on a tablet. But now it's a very easy thing that I can have a browser window open on half of the tablet, and on the other tablet I have my writing app that I'm taking notes and getting the vocabulary down. But it just things just don't work the same way. And I think one of the big differences, Tony, 
and you kind of mentioned this about that once you're unplugged from the internet, the portable device loses a whole lot of its attractiveness and its ability to be, to be a really useful device. But if you do use something like an iOS device, then you definitely are much more engaged, I think, or required to be engaged with the cloud. You're going to be using a lot more of your cloud services, Dropbox or Box, for example, iCloud, and what used to be Google Drive, which is no longer Google Drive any longer, right? What I don't, it's the it's same thing, but it's got a different name, right? And it's, yeah, it's just Google something. It's, it's Google something. Yeah, I know. Um, I use that heavily. I use that a lot. Mm. Um, the other thing, the other you talked about uh, exactly what you you're talking about here. One of the other things um, um, that turns out to be much easier, like with a traditional PC, um, when you got again, this is the case I think with a bigger class where you are hooked up to a, a monitor or a projector. Uh, with the PC, um, you've got the ability to do a number of things that the same t- simultaneously with whatever's happening on the screen. Um, so the, the students can be looking at a PowerPoint presentation, but on your machine, you've got like maybe the PowerPoint going in half the screen, but you're also maybe taking notes on students, who's doing what, you're, you're looking for their reaction, you're making notes about follow-up questions or things that you want to do. You can be doing all that at the same time, and you are not going to be able to do that uh, with, a, with a tablet. Really? Really? I think Keynote... Can't you uh, look at your own notes and not... In Keynote, but you can't, for example... No, what I'm Ah, saying is with the PC, you can have Keynote running and you can have your numbers spreadsheet open and you can have your word processing, your notes application, and you've got all that on your screen. The kids are just seeing the the Keynote. Fair enough. So you've got... And you could be like, you know, emailing your wife (laughs) at the same time. I mean, you could be doing all these together with the same machine at the same time and you're with the the tablet. That's not going to happen. You know, that's a really, really, really good point and it took me a while to get used to that is that... You know, you're right. You know, you could be showing something to the students and then you could be working on something at the same time. But you cannot do that with the iPad. And suddenly you realize the students are reading Whoops. your email. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> They're reading the email to, you know, you're sending something to somebody. Or, yeah, you cannot do that. Um, so that's a fair, fair bet. And you have to also get into the habit of turning off notifications, especially when you're using oh. the iPad. Mm. Right, because suddenly, you know, the, the little notifications yeah, right. start showing up, you know, and all your chat messages and emails coming in and everything else uh, is, is, being read, is being read by students. So that's something else that you have to take into consideration. Yeah. So uh, maybe move out of the classroom. Um, like, uh, I'll make a, a, a thing here for my, my, my part-time brethren who are we're, we're stuck in teachers' rooms. Um, and we basically, you know, we might have a, a drawer we might even might have you a locker um but we're basically turtles and we we carry everything with us um those days when you know you you show up at school and it's like oh i fr- i forgot my stuff <laughs> i forgot i forgot to print my stuff um and if you got it okay and, yeah and yes yeah, it's like <laughs> you may or may not have an internet connection you may you know going from your tablet to You're, the, the whatever no, printer no, may or no, may no, not be no, available no, in the teacher's no, room. No, it's like no. so with the PC. With, you know, it's like oh, it's like, well, no, no. It's here on my. It's here on my machine. I plug in my little Stone Age USB thumb drive. Take it over to you know some PC somewhere in the you know some fifteen year old computer in the teacher's room, uh, and generally you know PDF. You're going to be able to print it, right? Say so, oh. Say so it wasn't a PDF. It was in you know pages. Well, you just convert it to a PDF. It can print a PDF, and then you do that, and then you make your copies. So much easier to do if you've got a, a PC than if you have a tablet. Because you, you have the right connectors. Like how do you have the USB to it? <laughs> it's like, I connect this. It's and you know with, with the with the uh, tablet, unless you've got the internet connection, it may or may not be on your device at all. Right. Now, if that computer is connected to the Internet, the one the school has, and you, you have access to your Dropbox or your Box or whatever sure. cloud account, then you're okay. But there's no question that let's say there's only just a computer attached to a printer and there's no connection. Getting, I mean, I've, I've had that problem before, and that has not been a, um, a pleasant <laughs> problem-solving activity. 
right? You know, you have your computer, you pull out the USB drive, you pop it in, you make the copy, you plug it into the other computer, boom, you print out, right? Right. Um, I'm just, you know, I, I remember, let me see, I was trying to figure out how to go from my tab, my iPad to the school computer, which was a Windows machine. Um, it um, didn't happen. So in that situation, I think, yeah, this traditional computer is the way to go. But, you know, it's getting to be pretty unusual. I mean, I'm surprised, you know, that in a teacher's room not to have it Wi-Fi'd, mm. I think. I don't know. I mean, are the schools you're at, do some, are some of the teacher's rooms not Wi-Fi'd? Yeah, let's see. Monday, no connection. Tuesday, no problem. Wednesday, connection. If you sit in one corner of the teacher's room and it's very, very slow. Thursday, no problem. Rocket connection, really fast, really sweet. Um, Friday, it's there's a connection. There's some some services that are not available and they're shut down, but you generally have a connection. So, what's that? Four out of five, or okay? Some connection, some connectivity. Yeah. Wednesday, Wednesday is like, uh, that, that it's so poor that it's it's almost unusable. But it, it, I would say it's emergency use. It's okay. Okay. Yeah, you know, I'm just thinking, listening to you, that if you want safety and you want to be sure that you can always do something and you're always going to have access to your materials and you're going to have the most options, I think there's no question you have to go with the traditional laptop. Still. Right. But if that, you, that's want, gonna, to, that's gonna if you want to live someday. at the edge, right. If that's going right to change. Yes. And I've noticed even in the last year and a half that there's, it's just getting easier and easier and easier to <clears throat> be on a tablet. It, you know, three years ago, it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, changing very so, quickly. Changing right. very quickly. And the other, the other thing for me though, um, is again, I'm trying to think. I always carry a wireless router with me, and that was actually something um, you pointed out. Yeah, I used to, I used to do that. Now I just use my phone. Right, right. So you have some way of connecting independently from the school, and because there's always some dead spots. Or I mean, I have all the schools I work at have connections, but some of them are just so terrible it's frightening. And um, I end up just using my own, either my own phone as a as a hotspot or a mobile router. But in the beginning, it was really difficult to do that. But now I think it's not so bad. But what I was going to say is that for me, since most of my my things are online and students have access to it, it's not really a problem. And the advantage for me also, even when I don't have, let's say, a direct connection or even a projector, is the students can always go to the website. And I've gotten very used to now teaching my classes with students looking at their phones rather than even using a projector as a centralized focal point. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of changed things and made things different. Um, but when you're outside of the classroom again, uh, I'm thinking in terms of, okay, so if you forget stuff – no question, the laptop's going to be easier to get stuff off because I can always turn to somebody and say, excuse me, can I borrow a USB stick, right? Um, but try getting something off of an iPad via hardware. Mm. That's an interesting <laughs> challenge. And, and it's, a, but it's something that's going to be, as you, as you pointed out, though, that's going to become less and less critical because you're not going to ever have to do that five years from now. Right. But we're talking about now. Now, right. Right. So, so now, yeah, yeah, I think it's it's a it's a total win for the laptop in terms of just safety, security. Mm, mm. You've forgotten things, you're in trouble, or you just want to be able to have the most amount of options to be able to innovate and pick things up. Yeah, and so because, it's still like, you know out you know outside the classroom now. So so yeah, like exactly like that, or like for some some things it's a wash, right? Like uh, correspondence. Like email, mm -hmm. right? Whether it's administrator, as long as you've got the keyboard, whether it's as students, long as you have a keyboard. It's a wash. You know, the, the keyboard is phone, the tablet, not a problem. Um, notes, memos, record keeping. You know, notes to yourself. Any, any you had a keyboard, like I said, either on screen, virtual, or real. Uh, it, it doesn't really make a difference. Okay, but here's where it really does make a difference: reading. Hands hands down, reading. I'd rather read on a tablet. I'd rather read, um, look at the web on a tablet. Um, I'd rather read books on a tablet. 
anything. I'd do rather do my reading on a tablet rather oh, okay. than on my okay. computer. Okay. So yeah. Oh, so sure. Oh yeah. Long reads, absolutely. On on, on uh, a yes, tablet. Yes. Right. In that sense of you know, just I'm consuming things. Right. Um. You know, reading students' papers, for example. Because yeah. again, they're uploading things, and then well, that's you know, interesting. Talk about the reading the student papers, right? Yeah, it would be it would <laughs> it, it would be so much nicer to read the student papers on a tablet. Okay. But I'm limited by the other things they have to do with it afterwards. So it's like okay, you read the paper, the grading, the sending, the recording. Like, oh, I would love to okay, be able to use a tablet for that. I can't. Well, we have to point out though that you're very much plugged in to Text Expander for right. this, right? You know that, and we've talked about Text Expander before, and we still have our ongoing offer, right? Right, right. Yeah. So people check out that. The Text Expander we've talked about is just great, but in, that's what we were talking about before. Though you have to change your workflows, hmm. right? So if you know, I would, um, for example, let's say I'm on the train and I want to grade papers, okay. And, I, and the best thing is, is that if students, again, I've mentioned this many times before, if students have submitted their papers digitally, you're not carrying, you don't have the extra weight of papers. So I can sit down on a train or I can sit down anywhere and I can just start marking the paper. I can start making comments, communicating to the student about that paper. I'm going to probably go home and I'm going to use my computer and text expander to send my automated messages to the student. And then transfer the grade onto the spreadsheet. Actually, I can. I'm still. I'm, I'm, no, I've actually gotten pretty good at using the spreadsheet on on the iPad, because again, you have to remember I have the twelve point nine. But it's another it's another app that needs. To, how do you switch from whatever, the, however the student submitted it to the spreadsheet? Well, you've got two windows, right? It's on it's, your tablet. We have Split View. We've okay. had Split View for the last, I think, year basically, right? So I was I'd be able to, but not all apps were in split view mode, and now we it's a lot better and we can do it. But you would have your spreadsheet, let's say, open on half of the screen, and you'd have the student's paper open on the other half. Mm. And you mark the paper, you give the general grade, you put it into the spreadsheet, and then if it's in, for example, if it's in um, PowerPoint, which I tend to use more often than, uh, or not PowerPoint, but uh, Excel more than Numbers, and when I get home, all I have to do is click on the student's student number right and it'll automatically send an email to the student right it addresses the email and it's pretty much automated and then i just use text expander so it's really not adding that much it just means that i can't do the communicating part to mm. students as easily as i would if i had the computer but on the other hand i wouldn't be grading the paper on the train right so that's a you know so, yes, as I said before, your workflow is different. You're cludging a lot. You're changing things. But it can be done. And the advantage of being able to mark up my students' papers, enter a grade while I'm on a train or while I'm traveling, because I do a lot of traveling um, between uh, from my home to my main job, um, that's great. That's just really, really a nice thing to be able to do, and it saves me a lot of time. So in that sense, I think the iPad wins hands down. Certainly, working on the train, the, the tablet is the way to go. <laughs> no question. No question. And here's the other thing, too, is that um, I could not, um, when I fly, you know, and I, <laughs> you know, domestic flights, and they have the super small trays, mm. there's no way I would be able to fit my MacBook Pro, you know, my 13-inch MacBook Pro onto that little tray and be able to type away. And yeah, you really don't want to. Um, yeah, for right. me, even but like, it's like for me, like the, the PC adherent right here, um, I, you know, my flights back home to Chicago, it's 12, 13-hour flight. I almost never take my Mac out. It's always, it's always the iPad. Yeah. I think when you're on an airplane, for example, I just put it up and it fits in really nicely and I put the keyboard up and I can knock off some, you know, work. What's really nice. And the other thing is there is some nice apps out that have handwriting recognition that is getting re pretty good. Um, I, <laughs> Not my handwriting. <laughs> um, so it works with mine, Tony. So, And I'm a pretty good test case. I think Nebo, N-E-B-O is one. And it does a pretty good job. And here's the advantage is, you know, while you're in that mode where, you're, you know, it's fastened seatbelts and you can't put the tray down. Uh. I'm able to write out stuff and it gets turned into text. I'm actually able to get work done again. So I think that once you're moving, once you're mobile actually and you're you know you're on a train, you're on an airplane, you're on a bus, let's say, um, and you want to get some work done, I think there's no question that a tablet just is the the best thing since sliced bread, so to speak. Yeah. I think when I want to be purely totally productive, 
right? I want to really be able to get knock out work over, let's say, an extensive six hour, seven hour period of time. And I'm sitting at my desk. I don't think anything beats having my laptop plugged into like a 27 inch monitor. Don't disagree that with that. I think that that I think real that's estate. basically that's that sums it all kind of up, doesn't it? Okay, so yeah, I guess we're done that. Right? Almost, yeah. I mean, I think we are because I mean that really is it. It's um, there there are two very useful approaches, two different tools, and some of them are really good at one at some things, and some are really good at others. And there's there's a increasing amount of overlap between the two. Um, I think that the 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 tablets and the iPads. And again, I'll, I'll say this, especially for smaller classes, um, can really change your teaching. I think it really offers a lot of potential, and it, and it requires like go, going deep and rethinking exactly everything that you're doing in the classroom. But I mean, that's what that's what good tools do, right? It's like, okay, now now it, it's got so much potential that you it gives you things that you that you could never do before. And, we haven't thought of all of them yet, um, but it really can make a difference. I think if you're if you're stuck with bigger classes, I think the uh, the potential is less. But I, but but there, I think they think there are advantages there too. But at the same time, just as you said, I think there's some things that you you need your you need your old truck, you need your old PC, right? Like for example, if you're making like paper paper materials to hand out. It's like making print, you know, you know, for handouts or you know, whatever it is, tests or whatever. It's like, yeah, you you're gonna do a better job on a PC than you are on your, on your tablet. And I think that's true. But I just realized that one thing I forgot to mention about the advantage of the tablet over the regular PC. Although this is now changing, I think with the new Macs that have the track. What is it called? The Touch Bar. Oh, yeah, um, the Touch Bar. The Mac here's Pro, a big yeah. advantage is the thumbprint or fingerprint sensor. Mm. You know, if my Mac is asleep, I have to pop open the lid. I have to type in my password. It takes a while. Um, with the that, iPad, that's going to change so it, fast because that, right, that, because that face recognition, recognition is going to be there in a yeah. But in the a, facial in a recognition month. isn't in uh, the Macs yet. Yet, yeah, yet. <laughs> yet. yet. Forget that word. Yet, yeah. yeah now that so they figured that, it out, it's going to be there. It'll be there like yeah. in a year. Well, right, and well, everything we're talking about is going to make no sense in a year, anyhow. I guess <laughs> everything will really change. But uh, the the I hate to use that word, but the affordances of the tablet versus the affordances of a a, a laptop mm. they're very different. They do different things. They they meet different needs. Not one thing is going to meet all your needs. And if you really want to do something, you can be one of those people who carries around a laptop and an iPad. I think you mentioned you do that. I do it sometimes. Yeah, I do it. Yeah, and I do that sometimes too. And but basically, I found out that I do a lot of my work on the iPad. And sometimes I'll bring the laptop along. But, you know, then again, I want to be completely honest here that, um, which would be a first for me, I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> the, I am torn though, still, because I look at something like a MacBook, that super thin, lightweight MacBook, and I think, you know, that's coming in at the same weight as my, my tablet, right? And it's one unit, and I don't have to worry about the keyboard. You know, should I go for that? Should I not go for that? Um, advantages, disadvantages. And I'm moving always back and forth. But I think the point is that essentially I can do 90% of what I need to do on my iPad. Um, and I need the Mac for 10% of other stuff. And an example of that would be this podcast. Right? Recording. Doing sound things. I think um, you need the Mac you it's can, very hard. See again, yeah, yeah, the think about it, so it might be possible to do on right, a, but it's a, tablet, a clutch. It's a clutch. But it would be so much harder. I know here it's like what is it? It's two clicks. Mm. Well, something like that. I'm not saying the make doing a podcast is that end. easy. <laughs> we work very hard to prepare this podcast. And you're right. Just two clicks and I'm done. But <laughs> no, I think I don't want to again, you know, our goal here was not to get into details and specific workflows and things, but just to kind of give a kind of a, a sense of what it's like, what the advantages, disadvantages, what it's like to use these different devices. To, so if somebody's thinking about purchasing a new device, that they have a little bit of a better sense. But if you really are interested, um, again, 
anyone who's really interested in using an iPad as a main machine or really in, interested in using tablets or in education, then it's Fraser Spears and Federico Fittici are the guys to go to. Yeah, and we'll put the links to the, to that stuff on the webpage. Uh, Federico Fittici really is the high priest of, uh, of tablet use, uh, iPad yes. usage and, and things like that. Famous, right? And Fraser yeah. Spears... Um, uh, uses uh, the the iPads a lot, but he's he's an educator, and um, whether you're talking about phones, tablets, or 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 Mac computers, um, specifically about getting doing things in the classroom with student, especially with students who have the machines, and where it's like total systems, right? Well, that's what um, Fraser really does. He that's works his thing, in yeah. a school, right? And yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry to interrupt, but you really no, no. right. That these are the two guys. I mean, if I wanted to know how to use tablets and tech in a classroom, I'm going to listen to look up what Fraser Spears has to say. If I want to use my iPad as my main machine and know how to use it, um, I'm look. I'm going to be reading, you know, Federico. And just a, a slight warning, though, when you when you go to their sites and start reading their stuff, realize that these two guys are way out there in the wild, wild frontier. They're way They're out, out there. there. They're out <laughs> Cut, how about cutting edge? These, yeah. <laughs> this is the, this is them. <laughs> and then the worst part about it, I think, for me, is that Federico's Italian, and I think, and his English writing is absolutely perfect. Yeah. And he's a good writer. And by the way, Federico's also been was is famous for these incredibly long reviews, um, long form reviews, in depth, detailed reviews, but. The point is that these two guys um, are really the people to go to hmm. if you're interested in those two areas. Two, and, two special you know, minds, yeah. Right, and we're not trying to do anything near that except introduce people to the basic ideas and advantages and disadvantages of the devices. Okay, Tony, I think we've covered it yeah, reasonably me, well. Yeah, so like you know, someone looking at this this situation, right? So you've got. Uh, you know all the things we talked about. It's like the, the weight, right? Total weight of the system. You think about not just the device itself, but all the chargers and other dongles and, and connectors and things that you might need. Um, me, less of an issue. I'm, I'm a big, strong guy. Um, I, I don't mind. I don't. Well, I'd really rather not. But if it, it comes to it, I'm you know I, I carry a lot of weight with me. Uh, battery life uh, is uh, is another thing with the uh, tablets. Battery life is much better than it is with the with the notebooks because the the notebooks um, run you know bigger processors they're faster they're more powerful or they add, actually add actually the new iPad Pro actually comes in on certain tasks faster than the new MacBook Pro yeah 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 I think you got, you got to be careful what you say there nowadays but we, I'd say this I think we both agree that if you're looking to be as mobile as possible, looking to be as lightweight as possible, wanting to try to get as much battery life as possible, I think the tablet wins by far yeah. If you never, ever, ever want to be in doubt about what you can do with the machine, if you are the kind of person who forgets things and needs to be able to open up a machine to find something or get something going, then I think the laptop's your way to go. Yeah. And if you want to be productive, seriously productive, um, while you're working at a school, I don't think it makes that much of a difference. But if it comes to working at home or long-term sit-downs, again, the laptop's going to win. You've also got to kind of think about the, um, uh, just very practical, right? About costs, and mm. think about the total system. Is like, what is it that you have now? Um, what you're thinking about adding or fitting into your system? How does it fit? Uh, what else might need to be replaced? Uh, are you adding to an existing? system that you've got or are you wiping the slate clean are you starting fresh you say say okay all my stuff is really old i need all new stuff are you going to completely new approach or are you just trying to add like one component uh that's going to fit what you already have a big part of this also good and bad um is what you're used to um charles you and i are both of a certain age you have Watch moved it. To, Watch it. <laughs> moved to uh using a virtual trackpad i think much more than I have. Uh, you, I know you talk about the needing that Bluetooth keyboard, so maybe that's not true. But like for us, that let's call it what it is, and that old traditional keyboard is how we work. Um, and younger people who have already already grown up, or even younger teachers already uh, using the virtual 
keyboards, that's not an issue anymore. They can maybe be as productive on a tablet as we are on a regular keyboard. Um, I don't. I just want to correct that. I don't like the virtual keyboard. Yeah, but but you, I think you do better on it than I do. Right, but I, it's very, something very about for, for older for older people out there listening to this. This is here's a real big advantage though of the. Um, I should have mentioned this before. You just reminded me about it, and it's a major advantage if you are getting farsighted, right? As you get older, having the keyboard not attached to the screen, allowing you to put the screen further away and keep the keyboard at a comfortable distance. You could do that with an iPad. You can't do that with a laptop. Right. And that has that saves me at, you know, coffee shops. Mm. Right? Because otherwise, you know, I'm looking up, you know, that you know where I'm going with that one. Mm. But that's a big advantage is that because the keyboard is disconnected from the screen, I can put the screen at exactly the right distance for me, which tends to be getting further and further away. Mm. So, just keep that in mind too that there's certain things that you know, might work better for you and the ability to, you know, set up your space, your working space a little bit when you're not necessarily at home. And you can also consider, you know, the the students that you have. I mean, because it's, it's, you know, again, uh, different cultures, different universities. Some are much more um, into the tech and things. Some are not. I have classes where, you know, three-fourths of the kids pull out um, tablets or PCs in class and I have other schools where you don't see one ever. Um, the classes that you teach, the content, size, facilities available to you, the logistics of the classrooms, all of that is going to make a difference in how you choose um, what of the, which of these technologies are going to work for you and how they're going to work for you. That's all, that's all different. Um, so I think, you know, everybody, everybody's use case is unique uh and you really gotta sit down and figure out what the advantages are disadvantages what you do and also with these the new what might be a new thing like using a tablet in the classroom or even you you are not using a pc in the classroom what can they do how does that how is that useful for you how is that going to make your teaching better or how could you do this to change your teaching or make it make it better somehow um also, it, and it's it's confusing. There's so many, and, and I guess it's kind of this episode a little bit rambling, but it's 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 kind of mind-boggling the the potential and the the rate of change and the way that it can impact the way that you teach and the the, the rapid change in the technology, what's becoming available to us. Um, it's all pretty. I mean, it, it's it, it can be really intimidating, but I I, I don't know. I'm probably Charles with you too. I think it's really exciting. It's it's a really cool time to be a teacher. I think the best part of it is just that there are just increased choices. I'm sure. not I'm not stuck into one kind of technology. Options, like, options, options. Options, right? And, and there are days actually when you know it's exactly what you said. I said, okay, I'll be teaching over here, or I'll be teaching these kind of classes. Okay, it's an iPad day. And another time I'll go, no, no, no. This one I definitely want to have the computer for. And you know, so, so don't think that you have to just do one way or the other. But of course, I'm fortunate enough, and I think Tony, you are too, that we have two devices. Yep. But I would also think, just real quickly, real briefly, that if you're using the cloud, if you're using cloud services, you can get like a 64 gigabyte iPad Pro with a great screen, 12.9 inch, and you can come out for I think 85,000 yen or something like that through Apple, right? Mm. It's about 82, 88,000, I think. And there's just no way you're going to get a computer with that nice of a screen. Um, there's no Apple product at that price range, I think, with no. that kind of screen. No, and so, and then you can also now you can get external drives for your iPad. So there's a lot of options. So, and again, you can try. So I think that if you're really trying to cut costs, I think the iPad actually is a good way to go. Especially if you haven't already established a lot of right. habits and, and you're open those. or open to changing. Yeah, yeah. But you have to be open to that. Okay. Cool. All right. Last okay. thing. Last thing. One more. Um, we mentioned it briefly, but um, last month we talked about uh, Text Expander, a really cool tool. Yay, Text and, Expander. And uh, yeah, for, for Charles and, and for myself, indispensable. Absolutely use it all the time. 
on the on the on the Mac and on the tablets, and it's it's available for Windows. Um, it's a wonderful tool. It's um, one of those things. Let's be honest. It's one of those things that once you use it, you kind of go, how did I ever yeah, not? Yeah, you have to. Have why it, did yeah. I take so long? It's incredible. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Really powerful tool. And what is it? A thirty percent discount? They gave us a thirty percent discount, and uh, that is good for purchases. It's also good for renewals and upgrades, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's universally applicable to what if you're already using it and you need haven't like upgraded to their subscription service or 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 their commercial you know there's a i think there's a business level option so okay. it's available right. for all that kind of stuff and the details are on the web page but 30 percent and it's uh that's a nice nice cut right yeah i think it's um text expander along with one password Yes, I use one password. I, I, yeah, I just want to mention these are just two things that I just can't believe I took so long to use and pay for. They're both now amazing, just, aren't they? Those two, but yeah, and we can talk about you know what's um, you know computer security, but it's really there's no question. Um, I can't say enough good things about Text Expander. What a fantastic, fantastic time saving device, and it even tells you how many hours and days you've saved, right? And you know, in relevant relevant to this discussion, like Text Expander, that's what I use um, to form the XML code for this podcast. And it's this, this this great thing where it's got this all little blanks. It's like okay, put in like with the episode number, the episode title, description. But there's all these little like you know like pop up fields, and boom, there it is. And you get this whole you know thirty forty lines of XML code. Boom, just to copy and paste into the file. It's right. and we both use so those cool. for student reporting on grades and stuff like that, right? Sure. Because you just you can, and it's just powerful. Um, take a look, check it out. Um, it's very highly um, um, recommended by both of us. Yeah. Okay. Shall we call it a day? Let's call it a day. Okay, here we go. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Charles Woods. <laughs> Tony Silva. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Two, Two teachers, teachers talk. talking. Right, infinitum. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right, right Tom, Gmail, etc., etc. Okay. And please check the website for those links um, to Federico, you know, Fraser, Fraser, Text Expander. And please check out Text Expander. Okay, thanks a lot, Tony. You be well. All righty. Bye.